This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to the Fresh Start Family Show. I am so happy that you are here and listening with us today. I'm your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. And today we have what we call an original great episode for you today. Yes, it's an OG episode. That means it is one of our fan favorites that we recorded actually a long time ago. But I'm telling you, the nuggets that we shared in this one, you guys, are freaking golden because we share some stories that were pretty pivotal for us in our parenthood journey and in our relationship with our children. And so I wanted to share this episode this month. There are five weeks in this month, which is not always the way it is. So instead of skipping a week, we thought, you know what, let's share one of these OG episodes and really give you guys some great tools and ideas on how to work with your kids when you think they are lying. So liar, liar, pants on fire. If you have ever felt like you reacted strongly to a child who you knew was not telling the truth, we want to offer you an alternate way to respond with grace and dignity and firm kindness. All this month here at Fresh Start Family, we have been studying really how to build our muscles as responsive parents instead of reactive parents. And definitely when you sniff out (laughs) that your kid is not telling the truth, it is a wonderful opportunity to really flex those responsive muscles. Because I will tell you, you guys, in my many, many years of experience as an educator and family life coach, and also, of course, as a mom to two beautiful kiddos, that reacting to lying punishing when your kids lie, really moving into shame, guilt, intimidation, threats like punishment, all that kind of stuff. It just makes it worse and it just makes our kids hide their mistakes and hide their lies better next time. So we really want to have this stance of openness and gratitude when our kids tell the truth. And in this episode, you're going to hear Terry and I talk all about it. So without further ado, enjoy this at this OG episode of Liar Liar Pants on Fire. And remember, guys, if you could use a little extra support when it comes to becoming that responsive parenting that you really want to be, but you're realizing you have a lot of reactive tendencies, then come join me all this month. I've been teaching about how to be a responsive parenting and how to not lose your ish when your kids make mistakes or misbehave in ways that really trigger you. So come on over and join me. Fresh Start familyonline.com forward slash responsive parenting. So come on over and join and join me and enjoy this episode. Don't forget to share you guys. If you love this, take a screenshot while you're listening, go on over to Instagram, post that you love listening and make sure you tag me. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy if you don't follow me yet on Instagram or shoot your friends a text with just the title of this episode and let them know it's a really great, easy listen. All right, you guys enjoy and thanks as always for being loyal listeners to the Fresh Start Family Show. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, the Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. 
We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, families, and welcome to our episode today. We want to chat with you guys about lying, which is one of my favorite subjects because I get so many questions in our membership group, The Bonfire, about what to do when you find out kids are lying, or I often get it phrased this way, my kid lies all the time. How do I make him stop? So we have three tips we're going to give you today um, to help you in this area. One of them is to not nail your kids when you find out they're lying. Number two is to teach them to listen to themselves, kind of find their own intrinsic motivation, their own intrinsic kind of um, moral compass, so to speak. And then number three, we're going to talk about how you can teach them later in a calm time. So all three of these things are going to help guide you to a place where You feel like you can parent your kids through times when you either know they're lying, found out they're lying, and also um, these three things will really help you form relationships with your kids so that in the future they will tell you the truth, which I think is such a common goal um, from all of of all of us parents, right, Terry? I mean, we all want our kids to tell us the truth. Yeah, and it's tough because you know I know myself like when. When I know, like, for sure one of the kids is, like, not telling the truth, it it sets off a little trigger in me. Like, I start to get really irritated yeah. or, like, you know, I think you do kind of jump to these conclusions or you want to, like, nip it right there or whatever. Um, so, yeah, this is really a really cool episode to, to go through and let's... Uh, Let's give some people some ideas. Yes. And, and yeah, I think a good place to start is um, just kind of acknowledging what the traditional approach has been, right? And so we are going to encourage you guys to try on a different approach through, through what we're going to teach you today or what we're going to discuss. But the traditional approach has always been, you know, when a kid, when you find out a kid is lying, they're punished, right? Is as yeah. simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Don't you ever lie to me. Usually there's some element of fear and force in there of, you know, this they got this taken away or, you know, they got whatever type of punishment because they did not tell me the truth. And I and kind of the traditional approach teaches us like if we don't scare our kids enough, then, you know, they'll they'll go on and they'll hide stuff from us, but they need to know that that is not acceptable that, you know, kind of that whole mentality of um it's like you will never be allowed to do that and you have to tell me the truth but it's not based in relationship and mutual respect and trust it's more based in fear and force would you agree yeah and i think you nailed it right there it's like if you can remove the emotion around the like um whatever you're feeling right in that moment of being lied to if you could just be completely neutral i think what you're trying to gain back um, is just that sense of trust. Right. So it's like, okay, the, there, there's a, you know, there's some sort of, um, you know, trust issue going on that created a lie that then, yeah, it could create a pattern of lies or a, create a bigger pattern. But I think what you, um, what we're encouraging that you do is to go back to where, where you can dive into that relationship and repair that trust as a way to keep, you know, your child from lying, you know, continually, 
Yeah. Um, instead of just saying, okay, cool, your stuff's taken away. I'm I, like, I'm smarter than you. Like, don't try to fool me. Right. I'm yeah. smarter than you. And I'm going to take away your stuff. Don't ever do this ever again. I'm so hurt. I can't believe you'd do this. Yeah. But those feelings aren't wrong. Because, I mean, I, I right. feel them, too. It's like I said, if you could remove all the emotion from it, be neutral, how do you instead dive into repairing the trust. Yeah, and it is such a great element to bring up as far as like just making sure before we go through these three tips that we look at what's going on on a deeper level because a lot of times when kids lie, in my humble opinion, I think there's some type of shame element that's going on that, you know, we live in a culture that often teaches society that mistakes are bad, mistakes should be hidden. Um, if you If you mess up, you're bad, right? Like, you know, so the classic thing I think parents say to kids when they send them off on a play date or a field trip is, okay, be a good girl, be good. <laughs> so there's a lot of like, if you have perfect behavior and if you don't make mistakes, you're good. If you mess up and you break something or you steal something or you, you know, get in trouble at school, um, that's misbehavior and you are bad, right? So right. I think there's a lot that comes into play that is sitting with ch with children's hearts when they make mistakes and they end up lying. It's not always about us, which I think is what you're saying, right? Is if we can remove the emotion from it and see it less as an attack against us, mm -hmm. um, and just look. And if you do feel hurt, like wow, that's so that's hurtful. Like I I feel hurt that you would lie to me. Like I thought we you you know if you think you have a relationship based on trust, um, but just like. Acknowledging that, yeah, it hurts, and it's not always about us, though. That our kids are, are just figuring out how to do this thing called life, and making mistakes, and learning that mistakes can be repaired, and that they're just part of life, um, and that you can always learn from mistakes, right? I mean, that's a big part of what we teach here at Fresh Start Family, that then puts children in a different place, where they can come to us and say, ah, oh, mom and dad, I blew it, I made a mistake. I stole something, I lied, I did something I shouldn't have. And we actually have a story for you guys today that I think is gonna be really powerful. Um, that's about our 11 and a half year old, Stella. It is a beautiful representation of, of everything we're going to um, encourage you to try out today. Um, but this really does apply to kids of every age. So let's get, let's get right into it. So number one, it's so important, families, that when you find out, you know, when your kids do tell you the truth, that you don't nail them for it. So this is the classic, like, you know, your kid gets in the, the car, it's, it's, you know, maybe they're coming out of preschool or they've had an elementary school day where it's like, um, they, they come home with a red card or maybe they're not, let's just say they don't even come home with a red card or a mark on their hand. That's what our kindergarten used to do when our yeah. kids were little. They'd put like a red mark, scarlet, le you know, scarlet letter on their hand. Um, that would represent that they talked in class or that they, you know, hit a kid or whatever misbehavior they had. But let's just say they don't come home with that and they get in the car and they're like, Mom, you know, I got in trouble today. Like, I, I hit Johnny on the playground or, um, you know, I, I stole something. And, and I mean, normally kindergartners are more hiding this. <laughs> I think we have stories from both of our kids where they were more lying. But I'm just proposing a story where they do tell you the truth. Yeah. What is our classic response, parents? What is it, Terry? What is the classic, like, 
mom, I hit Johnny today. Like, if, if back take that we're not in positive parenting because it's yeah, yeah, funny, yeah. Terry and I, it's hard for us to go backwards because a lot of times when I teach, I'm like, I can't even come up with it because I'm so, well, I'm we, so trained in a different thought We're process. connected to so many, you know, thousands of families, you know, through the bonfire community and beyond, too. I think we've we've heard a lot of stories, even if it's not our own personal Yeah, so stuff. what's the classic response? I mean, the classic response is like... Oh no! How could you do that? Right? Why? I how could you do that? Why? Why did you do that? Like, um, that is not nice. Or we're gonna have to talk about this when we get home. Or your dad's gonna. Oh man, wait till I tell dad. Or like, there's gonna be this. Um, I think fear imposing. Yeah. Of like disappointment. I gotta puff up and and actually come down on you instead of. Soft, yeah, instead of listen or soften, yeah. And thank them, right? Yeah. So the, I get a whole, I get a lecture. There's, there's yes. probably like this whole thing of like, oh, now I got to give the why lying is bad. Well, in this speech, yeah, yeah. Well, and in this scenario, we're we're just saying that the kiddo admitted that he made a mistake, right? right. Not about the lying, so to speak, sure. but it's like, hey, I made a mistake, or you know, even you could. I'm sure a lot of you with the younger kids, you could think of a time at the park where. Um, you know, you're, you walk up and you're like, what happened? Why are you guys fighting? And, and your little guy is like, I hit him because he's mean or something. And then mm -hmm. we normally go into the like, the lecturing. So lecturing, fear, um, scolding, shaming, making sure they really know how bad it was what they did. That's yeah. kind of the classic response. And so today we're encouraging you to put on the brakes and change because that is not going to create a relationship where your kid feels safe telling you the truth. That will create a, a, a consistent pattern where your kid thinks to himself, okay, when I make a mistake, I need to hide it. Because when I tell my parents the truth, they either lecture, scold, shame, or punish me. And I don't like that. It doesn't feel good. And they, it's, they're just not going to tell you the truth, guys. So fast forward. Um, a decade, your kids are going to become teenagers and you're going to be scratching your head and blaming them on why they won't tell you the truth about driving in cars with people who drink or, you know, drinking at high school parties or, you know, having sex. Like this is the kind of stuff that you've got to set it up way in advance to have a mutually respectful relationship based on trust if you want your kids to tell you the truth a decade from now. And we really are seeing the fruits of that, but it's taken a lot of hard work, right? Yeah. Um, but so what we're proposing for you today is when, when your kid does that, when your kid actually tells you the truth, I hit him because he's mean, or I, you know, I got in trouble for stealing today or whatever it is, you get to stop and say, thank you so much for telling me the truth. And parents, if there's steam coming out of your head and you're just like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with my kid? I'm so embarrassed. Like, what does the teacher think of me? What is the people at the play date? Whatever it is, just put your hand on your heart. Take a few deep breaths. Remember, your kids are just learning. They're growing. They're going to make mistakes. Mistakes are a beautiful way to learn. And the more you teach your kids that and the more you embrace that truth, the more you can then move on to actually teaching your kids, which we're going to talk more about here in a second. But the first step, you guys, is really just acknowledging, thank you so much for telling me the truth. Thank you for admitting that you did hit him. Yeah. And most kids, I feel like if you give them, you know, a chance, like there are going to be 
some instances where they do bring some truth to you. So whether it's a little thing or a big thing, like, like Wendy's saying, like use that opportunity as a way to, you know, cement in them that there's this trust that when they come to you with something that's uncomfortable, they're not just going to get nailed right, you know, right away. Otherwise that's going to condition them to just be like, well, that didn't feel good. I'm not going to do that anymore. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being, air quotes, mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. Yes, exactly. My favorite mentor and dear friend, um, to, to both Terry and I, Susie Walton, always tells this really cool um, story about a study they did here in San Diego, California. It was, I think, decades ago now, but they, they did a survey of a thousand teenagers and they said, hey, teens, who would you love, like one of the many questions, who would you like to talk to when you have a problem? And almost all of them said, we would love to talk to our parents. And then they asked again, now, who do you actually talk to when you have a problem? And the majority of them said, anybody except for my parents, because my parents will either lecture, scold, punish me, or stay up all night worrying. And I just, I just can't talk to them. And that is a reality, I think, of what happens in so many homes, right? And that is a conditioned pattern, right? Yeah. Um, so, so let's change it up, families, and let's actually tell our kids that they're safe being imperfect humans in our home. 
And that takes a lot of courage, but just get used to it, try it on, be courageous in that moment. And instead of scolding, nagging, you know, shaming them, telling them how bad it was, doubling down, because a lot of times they've already gotten in trouble at school or they've already had a natural consequence when they're when they hit a kid at the park and the kid threw sand in their eyes. It's kind of a natural consequence, right? Like we don't always need to double down on the lesson. We just need to listen and say, thank you so much for telling me the truth. It's okay to ask questions like, tell me what happened. Tell me more. How did you feel? You know, what, what did the teacher say? You know, was she angry? Were you embarrassed? Like, what was the feeling? And then thank you so much for telling me and leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. So number two um, is, number two and three is, two is teach them to listen to themselves, to really get in touch with that moral compass, that kind of intuition, so to speak, whether you call it intuition, your moral compass, whether you call it listening to God or Christ when you're in a a pickle or in a challenging situation, you're conscious, and then teach, the number three is teach them later in a calm time. Okay, because it's we always say in the work of positive parenting in the foundations course in the bonfire community that you don't feel like you don't feel like you have to teach immediately all the time because when emotions are heightened, it's not always a great time. It's usually not a great time to teach because no one's in a good position to be a teacher and no one's usually in a good position to be a student. So starting with number two is really help them understand what it feels like when they choose to have a certain behavior, right? Or when they're tempted to not tell the truth. Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and tell the story here and we can kind of use it for context. Um, but so about two weeks ago, which kind of caused Terry and I to say, oh, this will be a good episode. We got to record on this. Is um, our Stella, who's 11 and a half now, came home from a sleepover and she, um, I, I actually picked her up from her junior guards um, lifeguard camp at the beach. She had been at a sleepover with her best friend. She's been best friends with since birth with this little girl. And um, and this the little girl's parents are like family to us. Like their Stella would easily go live at their house and we would easily have their little girl live at our house. They're just awesome family. Um, but I pick her up, she gets in the car, and we're at the beach, I'm in the roundabout for pickup, and she gets in the car and she immediately looks at me and goes, Mom, I made a mistake. I lied to um, Tandy and Matt, and I told them that I've seen Bird Box, which is a rated R movie that we we don't watch the kids obviously watch rated R movies. I lied to them, and we and we watched Bird Box. <laughs> and she says, and she's just like a mess. And she's like, um, and I realized halfway through that I shouldn't have lied, and I decided to tell them the truth. And we finished the movie, and they laughed. They weren't mad at me, but it like. It, it was crazy and I'm so sorry I lied like are you mad at me are you disappointed in me and like all this stuff and she just spilled her guts and it was one of those moments right where I got to practice what I preach and just listen because for a moment I like went to like what do you dude what like why would you do that you know you're not allowed to do that and then you're in your head creeps in the whole like this is why I don't always say yes to sleepovers. Like, you know, all the lecturing can yeah. easily come to your mind. But I was able to nip it pretty well. And I was like, 
okay, just, I'm here to listen. And, and I had promised to buy her and her little brother like a little ice cream from the snack shack. Like that's what our little routine was after camp each day. And her brother was like, come on, Stella. I'm like, look, go get the ice cream. And I just need a minute. I just need a minute to decompress and to take a few deep breaths here. And, and as she went to get that little ice cream, I was really able to, to take some deep breaths and keep myself um, in check and, and do that pause button that we teach in the foundations course and really think about what my intention was. And it was to teach, right? Always to teach is such a good one that you guys can call on families when you're when you're trying to calm down and and step talk, talk yourself off the ledge of like moving into the volcanic reactionary state. So um, she came back and um, and I, and she was like, "Are you mad at me?" I'm like, "I am not mad at you. I am just so grateful that you told me the truth. I am so grateful that you told Tandy and Matt the truth." And we'll talk about it when we get home. And so we got home and she's still just a mess. And I'm like, just go take a shower. It's okay. Everything's okay. Like, I'm not, honey, I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm just grateful you told me the truth. And so we really got to sit into that, like, gratitude over and over again. I got to tell her. So I'm sitting downstairs finishing some work and she gets, gets out of the shower. She comes downstairs again. She's 11 and a half at this age, you know, at this point in time. And she comes down and she just melts into me on the couch and she just starts crying. And she says, mom, I just feel so bad about this mistake I made. And I said, well, honey, that's, that's what's called guilt. That's what's, you know, that's a, a beautiful, actually a guiding emotion that just kind of reinforces that you made a choice that you would do differently tomorrow. And, and to be clear, <clears throat> just so you know what the, like her specific lie was about, was her telling these parents that she had seen the movie before was her way of saying, it's okay for us to watch. I've seen it. Like it's cool. to- It's totally yeah. fine for everybody to watch. It's fine for your daughter to watch. It's not that bad. I've seen it. And so that, that, was, that was what was... The you know, lie, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was the mistake. That was the mistake, yeah. Yeah, but. and and then and then the fact that, she, yeah, it was a combination of lying. So keep and, going, I just wanted to make sure. Just well, yeah. and, like, we're, you know, we're, we really coach parents to, to learn how to seek to understand what's underneath misbehavior, and so we're, we feel... Like, we, we try to do that as much as we can with our kids. And you can see very clearly from the beginning, and her brother even pointed it out in the car, she wanted to be cool. And at her age, like, she's in a few different bands. She hangs out with some older kids. She's always loved to hold, hang out with older kids. And at this point, a big motivator for her is to be cool. So she, she says it a lot. And her brother pointed out, she's, um, he said, you just wanted to be cool, didn't you? And she, she actually responded to him in the car with, you are absolutely right, Taryn. I mean, she was so humble in this moment. And, and our Stella is like a radical human being. She has a tendency to be a little non-humble. Humble is usually not the first word. Not yeah. the first word yeah. you think of, right? But right. in this moment, she was so humble. And she was like, I made a mistake. And just so clearly and cleanly accepting it. And then to have her brother point out something like that and for her to be like, yeah, you're right. I just wanted to be cool. I was trying to be cool. So um, so anyways, so as she came downstairs back to like, you know, she melted into me and she's just crying. You know, warm tears are streaming down her face and I'm just hugging her and I'm, it's okay. And she goes, mom, I just want you to un- I just want you to know that I understand why you guys have such strong boundaries. I understand why you don't let us watch rated R movies. I understand why you won't let me get a phone till high school. I mean, and these are big discussion points in our family that we've been sticking to these limits for a long time now, right? And so it was just so beautiful to see her be like, "I get it, mom, and I get it because I made the mistake." 
and we always say to you guys, a lot of you who have power kids and also these kind of kinesthetic kids who are moving, a lot of like toddlers are notorious when they're kinesthetic kids. They're the hitters, the pushers, the biters, the like throwing rocks. I just had a bonfire member today contact us in our group. Her, her little boy threw rocks and broke a door. And it's like they, they are the movers and the doers of the world. And they learn by doing. It's so hard for parents. But they literally learn by making mistakes and then repairing and making amends and doing it differently next time. So in this situation, you, you could so clearly see that she learned by actually just making a mistake. Doing it and then she had to feel what that felt like and yes. it didn't sit right. And I think a lot of that didn't sit right came from your, you know, the step one or the, you know, the point one in this podcast was, is like when you, when you gave the, um, the idea of asking like, how did, how'd you feel? How'd you feel? I'm right. listening to that. Like if she hadn't have had some seeds planted in her, um, right. in that kind of realm, yeah. I think she wouldn't know how it felt. And I think yeah. she wouldn't know what to do with that feeling when she did feel it, that it's like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Because if it doesn't feel right, there's a few options. You're like, oh, I could hide it. Yeah. I could keep going with it. Keep going with yeah. it. I could, when asked, keep lying, you know, all these things. Yeah. But no, she felt the feeling and was like, nope, I'm just going to, you know, expose yeah. it Put it, it out there. I'm because just, she didn't see it as weak. Right. And she's going to bring it to someone she trusts. Yes. Which is both her friends, parents, and us. Yes. Because she's been taught that just because she makes a mistake doesn't mean she's a bad person. So, parents, can you see how this opens up a whole new world for you? Your kids will hide less when they don't feel like they're, they're bad human beings. Like, it just reduces shame. Like, yeah, people make mistakes. Like... You know, it's, and so she clearly was able to, but, but in that moment, Terry, it's cool. Like you're saying is I was able to keep going deeper with her and she's crying into my arms and I'm just like, okay, well tell, tell me more. Like looking back, like what was that feeling? Like when you first said, um, I've watched Bird Box and we should watch that movie. Yeah. No big deal. Like how did that feel? Where did you feel it in your body? Like, was there a tension in your stomach? And I forget what she said, but I think she might have said her throat or her heart or something felt off. And um, and and I was like, oh, okay, and how did it feel, like, you know, when you actually told the truth? And she got to say, like, oh, I felt, I felt better, even though I was embarrassed. I felt a lot better. The tension went away. I forget exactly what she said. But we spent time analyzing that and looking at it so she could actually just one day later cement and solidify what it feels like to be in a position where you're tempted to do something that would be called misbehavior or make a mistake then what it feels like when you make the mistake in your body in your heart mm -hmm. in your soul who who you're listening to right like if you if you have moments kiddos where you you know as we're teaching them where you listen to that small still voice whether you call that guidance from Jesus or just your intuition or the universe, whatever you call it. Um, but we teach our kids that that is often guidance from God to, to do, to make an action step that would be in line with, um, with your morals, with your faith. Yeah. And I mean, think about this too. It's like, whether it's a kid or an adult, um, this idea of confession, 
is like mm -hmm. it's kind of scary it feels like this big thing you're just like oh i don't i gotta avoid that that just seems that's scary i don't know it's probably easier just to bury it or lie or whatever but think about it or you do it in secret or you like do i it know my my mom you know grew up in the catholic yeah. faith where you do it in secret sure but imagine there being someone or something that you trust enough to bring it to and that feeling that you have after you get through it mm -hmm. and that you're forgiven, compare that feeling to the, the hiding it and the burying it and all yeah. those things. And like, um, I think we all know like which, which feeling you traded for. So I think we're, what we're just trying to do is just, you know, guide our kids through that and have us be part of those trusted faces and those trusted souls in their lives. Yes, exactly. Because we do represent so much, right? Like they often will look at the world in the way we treat them. Right. So they're going to be able to trust their boss or trust their teacher or trust their classmates or, you know, Stella's a tween at this point where relationships get rocky with girls. Like there starts to become a lot of cattiness. And like, I mean, what we're talking about in this episode, I love that I know when she goes out into the world with her relationships with girlfriends that she's going to try her best to apply the same things out right. there. And I'm telling you, there's not, there's a lot of the opposite going on with the friendships within her fifth grade class this last year. I mean, it's been crazy to watch yeah. like that. What we're talking about today doesn't happen with all those girls. Um, so that's been cool, right? Yeah, absolutely. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or our consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of 
parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions. FreshStartFamilyOnline.com forward slash firm and kind. Funny, funny thing that just popped in my head too is like for anybody that's seen um, Meet the Parents or Meet the Fockers, it's like, it's like the circle of trust, you know, it's like, you just want to keep yourself and your kids in the circle, (laughs) circle of trust. I mean, obviously Robert De Niro does a bunch of extreme things, but I think in the, like the spirit of it is, is like, you just want to remain in the circle of trust with your kids. That's a perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But remember families, what... We're not telling we're not telling you that you have to like say what they've done is okay. It's not the same thing as um, being like, oh, it's okay that you threw a rock at the door and shattered the glass. It's okay that you hit the kid at the park. Like it's okay. Like that is that would be you know permissive, and we don't we're not encouraging you to do that. We're just encouraging you to listen to what was going on for them when they chose to do what they did, how they felt. Teach them to to look at all that and just to listen to them and thank them yeah. for telling you the truth. And we're also not saying too to ignore it. I mean, I think there's a, a category of parents that are just like, I'm not equipped to deal with that. I'm just going to let like water go under the bridge and just do nothing. I think that would also be a different version of permissive um, yeah. to where you're... Um, you're actually missing an opportunity to um, to bond with your kids and go through real life with them and have yourself be looked at as an advocate for them and a trusted person for them, not in a way like Wendy's saying that you're saying it's okay, but just like, hey, I can be a trusted person in your life for when things are great or things aren't so great. Yes. Yeah. And our kids are going to have temptations as they get old. I mean, they have temptations their whole life. So this is such a beautiful way to set them up for success of like the classic, okay, like if your friends are jumping off a bridge, are you going to jump off a bridge? Well, if they never have experience listening to themselves or making small mistakes and having parents who walk them through what they would have done differently if they were to do it next time, they're not going to have the experience or the, the confidence to not jump off the bridge, if that makes sense. Um, so I feel like it's all kind of intermingled with that. But mm-hmm. the last point, you guys, that kind of will summarize all this and, and wrap it up is teach in a later time. So whatever happened, um, you know, if you can withhold from the lecturing and the teaching, so to speak, which usually is more of a lecturing in the heightened moment when you find out about the lie or the mistake or the misbehavior, save it for later when you're in bed snuggling, tucking them in. Or um, I know we're sitting next to my bookshelf here where I have like, probably 20 books that teach kids about things like self-control, how to not talk in class, how to keep your hands to yourself, how to use kind words and instead of like, you know, hurtful words towards people. Like there's so many ways that we teach families in the foundations course and the Bonfire membership program to 
teach their kids important life lessons without punishment, so to speak, which is based on, you know, fear and force usually and making sure they pay for their mistake versus compassionate discipline, which is like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to make a different choice tomorrow and why you want to make a different choice. And also, this is when I'm going to tell you why it's so important in our family that we tell the truth. Like we have firm limits around telling the truth. We have firm limits about keeping our hands to ourselves, firm limits around using kind words when you are um, having a, um, a challenge with someone at your friendship group, whatever it is. But that's when you're going to be able to actually teach your kids in a way where they'll listen and where, where they'll actually take your guidance and apply it the next day. Yeah. And I think, so that's like a <clears throat> that's like a way that you can sit down and intentionally like teach like have this teaching moment but maybe another way of teaching too Wendy um is bringing something to the table where you've made a mistake to yes, your kids yes, yes, um yes. Because, you know, I would imagine that as parents, we're not walking around like lying a whole bunch and all these things to where you're going around having to confess a lie to your children. I don't know. Maybe you do. And if you do, like, I encourage you, you know, to think about how you might be able to bring that to the table. But even just below that, below the surface of that is like a mistake that you've made that might be something that either you're embarrassed about or something that might not be something that you're super proud of, but that you could bring to the table. And it doesn't have to be the biggest thing in the world. I mean, it could, you know, one jumps to my head the other day. I, I make a point to tell my kids when I do make a mistake. It's like, you know what? I ran out of gas today. Oh, that's right. You really did. Well, it's not today when I'm recording it. But I know, like, but I you... brought that to the kids. So that it was like... That was... <laughs> okay, so this is not a proud just, moment. Sorry, we just like barely looked at that because we're so busy. But that yeah. was so funny. You made it again. Yeah, and you know, was it? You know, you know, judging mistakes like on the grand scheme of things, was that huge? You know, no. But when you think about it, I'm like, I think that's the first time I've ran out of gas <laughs> in my entire life. I've ran out of gas on a motorcycle before, but in a car. And it that, made you late to a meeting. It made me late to a meeting. I full well knew that I was low on gas. I just like stubbornly like just pushed it and then sure <laughs> enough like ran out of gas like within a mile of my office. Had to like you know, I was actually on a conference call, had to tell my coworkers that were in the <laughs> office like uh, hey guys, I got one more point to bring up here. I ran out of gas. So I had to confess it to them, felt right. stupid in front of them. But then I brought it home to the kids too, as a way just to be like, I made, dad made a mistake today. Yeah. I ran out of gas. You know what I had to do? I had to call for help. I had to, you know, call somebody I trusted. They gave me a ride. I had to go into a, a convenience store. I had to buy a gas tank thing for 10 bucks, yeah. fill up, go back, fill up my car. My hand smelled like gas the rest of the day. I was late to the meeting. And whatever, I mean, it's just whatever the mistake is for you guys, I think showing them that you make them too, it kind of brings their guard down a little bit so that they're more willing to like bring a mistake to you and just be like, yeah, we all make mistakes, you know? Yeah, um, that's a good point. So, yeah, I just love one. that. You yeah, love that. You I love do. it when I make mistakes. No, I, I, <laughs> I do laugh at you, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's just such an important point. I mean, there's so many things that we, we could give, like, five more points here on how to, you know, how, prevent your kids from lying or deal with lying. But it brings me think of the skate park, right? Like, a few weeks ago, I was um, 
It was International Go Skateboarding Day. I was getting super excited to drop in on small ramps and big ramps with the kids, but um, <laughs> the mistake was I let a, a fellow mom who was very excited to teach me how to drop in on bigger ramps. She took me up to a bigger ramp that I clearly, my internal guide, like my gut, the voices, whatever they were, were saying, just go sit down. You're 42 years old. You're not a child who can, like, should be dropping in on this giant cement ramp or whatever it's called, ledge, pool. What is it? What yeah, is it's that a corner? quarter pipe or like okay. a, a bowl, yeah. But I didn't listen to myself. And so that, like, I know we, we talked about this a little bit with the kids, but it would be great for me to revisit because it's a great story, right? Like, it, that was a mistake. Well, it I also clear, was, and was peer pressure. I broke my shoulder, you guys. I and you gave in to some peer pressure. I gave in to some peer pressure, yeah. and I don't blame her at all. And, and they've heard me tell this story a million times over the last month because I literally still have a broken shoulder. But they, but it's a great story to tell them. Like, that was a mistake. I did. I listened to other people, and I, I bought into this, like, it was a fun peer pressure environment, but it was clearly peer pressure. Um, and I should have listened to myself. And I clearly was, my internal self was saying, Wendy, you did a lot. You learned how to drop in on a lot. Now go sit down. So anyway, it's, it's great. I just love the point of like, find those mistakes, you guys, and be excited to point them out to your kids because that will get, that will take you so far. If you have a goal to have your kids not lie to you, that what Terry just said will, will get you so much farther. It's basically an example of what modeling looks like. If yeah, you want your child, kids to tell them the truth, yeah. to tell you the truth, you tell them the truth. Because hiding things, whether it be them from us or us from them, is probably a close cousin to lying. Yeah, you know? yeah. So don't hide things from your kids. Yeah, because it doesn't make you weak. Yeah. The fact that you ran out of gas, the fact that I broke my shoulder, <laughs> it doesn't make us weak. It just makes us human. We're right. just human beings. We just, everyone makes mistakes. And the faster we can take responsibility, not blame other people and say, you know what? This is what I've learned. And the next time I'm going to choose to do it differently. Yeah. They see how you, you yeah. navigate from there because otherwise they're lost. They, they don't know how to navigate from like, I've never seen what it looks like to come back from a mistake or repair a relationship or, um, you know, just yeah. reach out to somebody in a vulnerable time. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, you guys. All right, so let's summarize real quick um, the three points that we talked about if you want to raise kids that tell you the truth. So number one is don't nail them when they do tell you the truth about a misbehavior or a mistake that they made. Um, number two is teach them to listen to themselves teach them to understand what intrinsic motivation and their own internal compass or their heart is guiding them to do. And then number three is teach later in a calm time when emotions have settled. Okay, but try those out families. I think um, you're gonna find over the long term in the long run, they really do work um, to create mutually respectful relationships with your kids where everybody tells the truth and you're able to make amends and repair mistakes instead of hide them. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a 
volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode. For links and more info about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 148. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day.